The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, gonna, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open i don't want to miss a thing yeah you, you know you gotta act quick yes and when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead it's like if you're hiring for a business you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up mm. so what's the best way to do that zip recruiter ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again, kicking off our season in 2024. What do you think happens to the Clash? Well, it needs to be on an oval. The thing about Christopher is his demeanor. Sort of similar to Jimmy Johnson in terms of personality. Christopher Bale probably has an alter ego. Christopher Badass. I don't know. So Marty Smith is an old friend of mine. She turned around. She had tears running down her face. And she said, Martin, I just need you home. And I look up and to my left, and it's Tiger Woods. You want to know the most awesome thing I've ever seen on ESPN? Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s last race, when you guys shotgunned that beer together right there beside his race car. <laughs> Welcome inside the Bojangles studio. We are super excited to bring you a brand new show. It is a little bit of a spinoff of the Dell Jr. Downloaded, but this show is called DJD Reloaded, and uh, it is going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun. I'm Carla Gebhardt, and of course, I'm alongside two familiar faces that you are already been watching on Dirty Mo this week. Andrew, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, Andrew Curland. I am a producer, editor, host. At Dirty Mo Media, uh, the newest supervising producer of the Dale Jr. Download, host Next Level, uh, one of our long-form interview shows, and uh, now I guess I'm sitting here, I'm reloaded. This is awesome. <laughs> and I am Casey Boat. You probably have seen me babysit the three guys on Door <laughs> yep. Clear, <Yep. laughs> uh, uh, host of that show, and then you'll see me at the track doing some sort of marketing or who knows at this point, but... We are so excited that you <laughs> finally get to join us on the I show. Know, I'm super excited. I, I mean, t- 
tell us a little bit about what you're. I know. Yeah. I feel like people at home are like, "Who the heck is this girl right now?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. I do you, live. You are in a Charlotte. local legend. Okay. I'm, oh no. Let's yes. not. Let's set the bar very low for listeners. No, no, no. You're right being now. too humble. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I live in Charlotte. Uh, I'm the sports director at Fox Charlotte. I host a nightly sports show here in town every night called Charlotte Sports Live. Uh, I cover the Panthers, NFL, the Hornets, uh, and of course NASCAR. I'm at a handful of races every year. Uh, love the sport. Love Dirty Mo and just what y'all do and providing just that extra information for fans to to really break down the races and get that reaction and so yeah I'm super excited to to join y'all and of course be a part of DJD Reloaded. Andrew this is kind of a call to call to action from fans they've been asking for a platform to react to NASCAR news to react to what Dale Jr. said during the week um, and and to really just kind of give their input and that's what this is. I mean We've been trying to make the download more fan interactive. We've got Ash Jr., our live Ask Dale segment each week on Tuesdays. But this is a chance, I think, for fans to voice their opinion, right? We hear from Dale on the show, but we want to know what other people think about it. So this is, this is your chance. We've got the YouTube chat open. We had some tweets going out. Earlier this week, we're going to react to it all. So this is the fan's voice show. And also, I want to note one thing. Poor Casey, you're being a trooper. Your feet are off the ground. <laughs> I feel like This I, is not the right couch for I'm me. like a booster. five years old <laughs> sitting on this couch. But you know what? It's okay. We're making it work. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you guys are, you know, way more polite in how you respond to things. So I'll take this show. Yeah, you don't have to <laughs> babysit. Although I do hear that we might have to babysit Andrew. He needs a little uh, extra yes. help sometimes. Is yeah, just right? coming just, from? Just a little bit. I just, just was a... told this by some people uh, that, yeah. I boy. mean, we can we can get into it <laughs> if we want to. Um, and, and on that note, I know Dale gave you some advice this week on Dirty Air with your bathroom situation and, and right. being on Twitter. How is that going for you? <laughs> you know, it's going... Uh, well, actually, I didn't really listen to it. I'll be honest. Yeah, I haven't. I have not listened to Dale's advice yet. I'm trying to play it like you. You play connections, like the New York Times brain puzzle. Been trying to do that. So it's like you okay. know, get the morning started instead of scrolling through Twitter. But yeah, I'm still. I gotta go back down on the screen time. We'll work on this. Don't yeah. worry. Still yeah. got time. Are you guys bad on on the screen time? I feel like I'm locked on Twitter. I think overall, so but I'm definitely not going to comment on screen time no. and, and bathroom time yeah. at the same time. <laughs> I think I'm just going to not. We'll touch leave that, that to subject. you. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, so how are we going to react with fans? I think that's like the bigger question, right? We did put out a hashtag yesterday. That I don't hold me to it. And the biggest question that we really talked about this week is where is the clash going to go? Because after the LA Coliseum, it seemed like you know that was maybe the final time for it to be there in LA and. So Dale actually had a take on this. So before we give our reaction, before we let you react to this, let's go ahead and hear what Dale had to say about the clash this week. One of the things that really, really ticks me off is to hear people say that the clash just needs to go away. Right? Just get rid of it. That the person, the people that say that never won that race. Right? Mm. When you, um, the clash has a history, a very important history. Going back to its original format of pole winners, uh, it was a very short, brief sort of tease uh, for the Daytona 500, and and it fit and it was it fit in that space perfectly. It does not need to be more than that. 
All right. So obviously he feels pretty passionate about this. And a lot of people kind of chimed in on, on Twitter about this. You had some other drivers, Brad Keselowski, saying, you know, I kind of like this. I like that it might only be poll winners. I, I like, you know, the fact that it would be back in Daytona. Kyle Busch even put out a poll there. I think it said 62% of fans said this thing needs to go back to Daytona. Um, and so you just wonder, will NASCAR actually do that? Yeah, I mean, it seems like, yeah, like you said, the overwhelming majority is to take it back to Daytona. But I think there's a reason they left Daytona, yeah. right? And and slowly we've gone away from that two weekend speed weeks. And I don't necessarily think that is the future or at least the immediate future of the Clash. I, I would love to see it go there, but I don't necessarily think that is where we're going to end up in 2025. I don't know what you guys I, think about that. I mean, I agree. I think being a part of Speed Weeks, having the the lead-up, as Dale mentioned, and even we talked about in Dorpa Perclita, the lead-up into Daytona 500, that is really what the purpose of the Clash is about, I right. think. Um, and I, I do love what Brad mentioned in um, trying to invert the field, maybe like winners, um, get the purse. So so I, I do agree with that 100%. I, from an industry side, I think Dale had a point where he, he doesn't think that it's maybe going to happen. Um, I think there's too many factors. I agree. Like when looking at from a sponsor side, where it should go. I think they were what Mexico was one that that was an idea. Yeah, and I know if you BBC. watch if you watch Super Clear or listen to it, you know Brett is going nowhere near <laughs> Mexico. So um, that's a good side for him, but. I don't know. I, I do see us going somewhere different. I think fans have really cool ideas, too. So uh, there's actually Hammer Dog Gaming in the uh, YouTube chat suggested you go back to the Daytona area, but it's a local short track near Daytona. Mm. What do you think about that? I like that. I mean, I think it, it's different. It, it lengthens the speed weeks that everybody really wants to go back to, right? It's speed week. It's really not plural anymore. Um, and, yeah, it keeps the, the fan excitement around the Daytona 500. So I think that's that's good. I loved what Kitty Wallace though, had to say yesterday. I don't know if y'all listened to his video, but he was like, fans don't know what they want, right? They didn't want it in Daytona. They didn't show up. He said, if we go back to Daytona, you got to show up first. And, you know, said this was maybe more of a psychological issue with fans. I don't know if that's necessary the case um, but I think you do have to kind of see it for for what it was um, but anytime NASCAR kind of goes away from its roots you always kind of want to go back to what it was right, right. The, the nostalgia of that and I think that's why Daytona is so popular with fans right now Casey I want to know uh, what are your thoughts on Freddie's idea to follow the Super Bowl around every year oh man there are not <laughs> a lot of opinions that I agree with when it comes to these guys and this is this is not one of them. I I you disagree. I 100% disagree. I think he had the right idea of, you know, bringing in new fans and I think uh, from a team standpoint, I don't know that De well, Denny might want to go to the Super Bowl, but I don't think he's going to want to pay for wherever they go yeah. for the next few years. Right. Yeah. Uh what did Dale say? He said was it New Smyrna or was that where he said where we should maybe go um just cuz there's a local track around Daytona? Um, I can't remember if I that's mean, that would what play was. into the YouTube comment that we got perfectly. Right? Yeah, agreed. Um, I don't know. Just there's something about Daytona. I agree. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how this works out. I think somebody, what, Spencer 
I apologize, Simonson. Simonson. <laughs> um, yeah, he mentioned hard. Take the Clash to Rockingham, which I don't know. Oh, I'm dang. all I'd for that. The track. That's the nostalgia, right? Yeah, yeah. It will take a while, but I'm all for it. Yeah. I don't know. And Matt the- Hofstetter also said the yes. Daytona Beach. Double O music. Uh, I mean, I I love the idea of that, but like that's that sounds like a lot of beating and banging, sliding. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. about that. Definitely one to watch. Actually, what's funny is uh, – when I heard the rumor going around that The Clash was going to leave Daytona however many years ago it was, I guess it was three years ago, and someone said, hey, it's going to be, you're not going to be able to guess this thing. I'm like, they're going to Daytona Beach, like the beach course. Oh. I was wrong, but that was that was a thought Very that crossed wrong. my mind. <laughs> um, Jeremy on Twitter had an idea that I've heard bounce around. Uh, see the Bush Light Clash, or the Bush Clash at Charlotte, uh, oh, and with a twist of a mix of Xfinity and Truck Series cars, like they did, like an IMSA, like the Rolex Twenty Four style okay. clash. I think a, the local idea I like it being here in the Charlotte area. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the mix of different series and classes all in the same. You can't race. get too hokey with this, right? I yeah. mean, I think the Charlotte idea makes sense because you're talking about cost efficiency for teams and they don't have to travel far and yeah the mile and a half has gotten a lot better um so I don't mind that either but it's still like when you're thinking about okay if the clash's purpose is to build up the Daytona 500 does it do that in Charlotte yeah I mean it also takes away the prestige of like past poll winners and and just what did y'all say the, the hype around the event yeah. I feel like wasn't there obviously having to change the date all that plays a huge factor but yeah I mean do you guys remember what the clash used to be like similar to all-star just you know the hype around it is is really something that I I I think NASCAR has something up their sleeves I'm curious to see where where they'll go next I genuinely don't know I don't think it's going back to LA that's my thought and a lot of industry members after the clash I mean Jeff Gluck who uh is on the teardown now now on uh at, at the home of Dirty Mo Media uh he seemed to think like we're not going back to LA, so I'm curious to see where it goes. You Eric, see, you see Eric chat. Schoenfield said Homestead. I was a huge fan awesome. of that race. I yeah. mean, it was it could not get more exciting. I I am on board with that, Eric. Um, so a lot of really cool feedback. Atlanta. I mean, I'll I'll take it if it's not about to snow. That's the only issue with Atlanta. Double O Music <laughs> yeah. says he'll take Rockingham. See? So that's yeah. more votes for Rockingham. I'm in. Who do we talk to? <laughs> hey, they then, said they have a year to get that right, right? I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, not next year, but yeah, yeah, that could happen. If North Wilkesboro could come back, maybe The Rock can too. I, I agree. See, this would be, th- again, this is why this show is perfect because this is an idea that we would take to Dale right. and catch his thoughts on it, right? Because obviously he was super influential in bringing North Wilkesboro back and, and bringing these old tracks back i would be curious to see what his thoughts are on potentially going to rockingham it would be kind of cold not gonna lie yeah. at this time of year but so how much it, would the drivers want to go do that too right the cl- give something for them to want to go back and do you know kind of like north wilkesboro give them that nostalgia and, and to go back there and then to make it a little bit more prestigious cut it down to just the poll winners that's that that's the biggest suggestion i think is yeah let let it be less drivers in the field for this I guess we'll find out. NASCAR history and heritage come alive at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Celebrate my fellow inductees Donnie Allison, Jimmy Johnson, and Chad Knauss with their class of 2024 artifacts enshrined in the Hall of Honor.
Don't miss the Ford Performance Showcase. It's a new inside NASCAR exhibit that showcases the Ford Mustang's next-gen car through its design and innovation. The latest edition of Glory Road explores over 75 years of racing history with its cool 33-degree banking and 19 cars on display. On Mondays and Fridays, there's guided tours that take you behind the scenes with incredible stories and access to a NASCAR Hall of Fame insider. Or you can explore the hall at your own pace with the new mobile hub. It's a digital experience. Get behind the wheel of a realistic iRacing simulator. Or you can learn how fast-paced pit stops work with the Pit Crew Challenge. From the legends who shaped the sport to the new heroes earning a spot in the record books, the NASCAR Hall of Fame delivers an unforgettable experience. Book your visit to the hall today at nascarhall.com. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on, and uh, we have to go to, are we doing early predictions right now? Uh, yeah, I think we should talk about our way-too-early championship four predictions, uh, and I think we've got a Dale Jr. clip ready to go. Let's hear it. So the net, so back to the Netflix series, you've watched it. Um, we're all anxiously waiting on the impact that this is going to have on the sport. NASCAR, in my mind, is very entertaining, and I truly, honestly believe we have some great personalities in the sport and more coming. Like, Denny was smart. Yeah, he was. Denny was very smart. He nearly hijacked the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it was right. a it was a damn Denny Hamlin infomercial. <laughs> yeah, it was. But, but people got to see really what he's about. And I enjoyed it, even though I know him. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Guys, I think I spoke too soon. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I think... Let's talk Netflix, right? Yeah. Uh, that that was a clip we obviously saw. We had Marty Smith on yeah. the Dale Jr. Download, which was fantastic. I loved uh, hearing his insight and obviously hearing him on the Netflix show. I guess, what are your guys' reactions to that? Well, he said that he wanted to be inspirational for people. And I think listening to this one, this was maybe one of the most inspirational. I don't know if that's just because I'm in broadcasting in general. So to kind of hear his path, hear his commitment to his family. I have two kids, a family, a home right now. And to hear like, you know, his his commitment to his job. Yeah. But then his commitment also his pull back to his family. I just, uh, you know, I think it just kind of set the bar for, for what we should all strive to do in this business. Um, and just very inspirational. As far as Netflix is concerned, though, I think, you know, Dale wanted him. And, or I guess Netflix wanted Dale and Marty on this show to add that credibility, and I think that's exactly what it did when you watch it. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I've talked to, and I, it's so hard for me, and probably for you guys, since you are within the sport, and I wanted to know, I sent this to my friends, I sent this to everyone that I know doesn't follow NASCAR. I wanted to hear their thoughts on it. Uh, they like Denny Hamlin. Right. Obviously, he I mean, gave a, a lot of access. Right. That's good for the Dirty Mo brand. Yeah. Um, one thing they said that they still probably need a little clarification on. They, they said they understand the playoffs. But how do points work? That was the biggest that right. was the biggest takeaway. I think I've heard from people who are new to the sport. But in general, they seem to be hooked a little bit to it. Well, I think that's, you know, a challenge, too, with this format that fans in general will always have. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I know when they that's first changed it. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, yeah. these days I still can't sometimes. But I think, you know, hopefully there'll be more seasons, more um, of an 
option for NASCAR to also take that feedback and maybe describe it in a new light to fans, whether it be on social, during the broadcast. I, I'd be curious to see. I think the other part, though, when he talked about Denny, obviously, and um, if you guys look on Twitter, there's been a lot of backlash. Um, while the show is amazing, I right. think fans may not quite understand why it only covered certain storylines, which we've talked about yes. in Door Clear, um, you know, Dale and Marty talked about it quite a bit. It's a tough one, right? Because there are so many drivers, so many storylines you could focus on this, on in this sport. Like, I mean, we can easily focus on the drivers trying to get budget right. to race yeah. full-time. That's a storyline in itself, and maybe that's something that will be covered later. I think for, for this piece, and Marty mentioned um, on the show, like, hopefully drivers and teams will want to be a yeah. part of this moving forward. Um and and Dorper Clear mentioned it like the storylines were kind of built as the sport went on, right? NASCAR is not mm -hmm. scripted in, no. in any way. Like the, like the NFL. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can you confirm? Uh, <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny. Yeah, uh, yeah agreed. That means scripted. So, yeah. so it's not scripted, right? So there were drivers where, you know, maybe they had the idea of not covering them, um, but then eventually decided oh okay let's you know he's doing really well he has a shot at the championship for we need to get an interview with this guy um he yes, needs to play Christopher a larger Bell, yeah Christopher Bell, exactly so i think that you know drivers teams will see the the optimism that came from this show and i do think like dale mentioned this is just the beginning in my opinion like this is a great opportunity to build on the sport get those new fans um and 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 i think more teams will be a part of it next year i'd be curious to see well if if they sign a contract what was amazing to me and you talk about like they showed certain drivers because the drivers gave them the access i mean as marty put it in that clip it felt like a damn denny hamlin infomercial at times <laughs> but what surprised me the most christopher bell he blows a uh, brake rotor in the championship four and he lets the cameras in his bus as he dissects the fact that he is not going to win this championship this year. The, um, the Probably the most heartbreaking way to go out is to crash out in ways that you couldn't control. I thought that was amazing. The access, When drivers gave the right. access, the access they gave was fantastic. Yeah, and I think a lot of people wanted to see maybe more drivers, but also, I mean, not only did, you know, they... Five episodes, Yeah, too. but they also, some of the drivers didn't get asked, and I, I've talked to people within the industry, too, yeah. and I think some some of the teams maybe have gotten hurt feelings from this, too, but also you have to understand, like, this is good for the sport. Like, when other drivers get attention, like, it's good for everybody, yeah. right? And I think that's the biggest thing. You need the industry to embrace the Netflix show as well, even if your driver, your favorite driver isn't in this. The biggest thing, I think, is that when you are a part of sports, whether you're covering football or, or, or the NBA, anything like that, you want to be a part of the conversation. The Netflix show boils everything down. It creates urgency. It creates those storylines yes. that we follow all throughout the season. And listen, when people watch that, they can now go into this season knowing that they can be a part of that conversation. So hopefully this garners new attention, new fans, because they want to be a part of the conversation. Because NASCAR is different than a lot of other sports, right? Yeah. You have to kind of know the basics and all of that. But we've got to go ahead and, and get to the next topic of conversation. And we were talking about predictions. I jumped the gun. You I was too excited. You know what? You just gave the fans a taste. That's what you did, Andrew. <laughs> That's right. right. And I actually, it was great because I saw some 
comments in the YouTube chat going, so people are starting to talk about it. But yeah, I think we've got the next clip, right? Yeah, and I think this is a, a even bigger than the championship four prediction. Let's go ahead and take a listen to what Dale said. And I think Spire improves performance on all their cars, uh, probably an average of five positions this year. Um, and I think the seven wins. So I believe that, yeah. That's that's kind of bold. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, so we can go to our bold predictions. That's one of them. I think that Corey LaJoy takes Spire to victory lane. You seem so hesitant on that. You're like, <laughs> really, Dale? I could sense you cringing. I wasn't background. expecting it. I, I thought a little bit more about it since he shared that. And, yes, Corey LaJoy, I think, showed signs of winning last year. I think yeah. at the Speedway-style tracks, you know, Atlanta seems to be the place that he circles twice every year on his calendar. Um, one thing that's important to note, though, if Atlanta's going to the playoffs, it's only, you know, one chance in the regular season. Right. And I'm not saying he only has one chance, but that seems like, that was the big track for him, and the playoff qualifying opportunity goes down in half. I think that was interesting, but uh, Dale had some championship four predictions as well. Do we want to get into you wanna that? You want to list them? I think, do we want to get into that? I mean, Travis is, he he thinks we should. Um, <laughs> Travis is like dancing in the background. Over there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've got great directors <laughs> behind the scenes. Um Dale has Logano, Larson, Hamlin, and Blaney. Blaney is his champion. Blaney goes back to back. That's impressive. But I haven't seen that happen before. Uh, well, yeah. it hasn't happened, right? Not in recent history, at least. But then he said that it's going to be between either Blaney or C. Bell. And if C. Bell doesn't make championship four, he doesn't make the round of eight, which is a, a real bold prediction considering he made the championship four two years in a row. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to come back to this conversation here in a little bit, but we have to get to the driver of the number seven. We got to talk oh, to Corey LaJoy. We're bringing him in. No way. To get his take because Dale said that he was going to win a race. And uh, Corey, I got to know, uh, since Dale said it, that means it's might happen, probably going to happen. So where where are you going to win next season? Well, I know Dale to be a lot of things, but but a prophet would uh, that's a, that's a new addition to his list. <laughs> um, but I, I like it. I feel like he he's kind of seen the progression of what uh, ownership and what we've done as a team, just starting to build this thing literally from a whiteboard to four truck teams and three cup teams in the span of four years. Um, you know, we continue to get huge partners with opening of the season um, with the clash with Celsius and then turning right around and bringing Chili's into the sport for the 500 is uh, really adding a lot of confidence to our team and our ability to, to market, but also compete on the racetrack. So everybody sitting here, as you know, and as everybody in NASCAR knows, everybody sitting here a week before the 500 thinks that it's going to be theirs, the Harley Gerald's going home with them. But mm -hmm. um, I have, I'm more confident I'm, I'm a realist, but I, I do have more confidence in in the strength of it with uh, the approach and preparation that I've ever had. Well, you've definitely proven that, especially in the last few years with the consistency. Now, one question I think we have to get to because it was talked about on, on Doorbell Brickler and Dale Jr. Download. You have new teammates this year between Zane Smith and Carson Hosevar, and uh, Dale has his list of drivers who, you know, maybe wants to watch to getting in trouble. Uh, and, and Can we say it? Yes, he go for it. He calls him the <laughs> stern. <laughs> 
So I was trying to be a little bit more polite, but you know, having two newer drivers and you know Carson with who has been known to really stir the pot. What has that looked like for you? Has that you know help you become more of a mentor? And what can you expect really from him and, and Zane as well, um, starting off the twenty twenty four season? Well, I think a lot the uh, a lot of the times those guys get in and stir some shit, if you will, because they are all go right. There's there's not really a lot of pull on those reins, and those guys have the abilities to, to make car go fast in circles. So. When you do that and you are a bit inexperienced and you're really pushing and you want to be the one that's winning, um, you do some things that you might not uh, do if you got another shot at it. And I think we've seen both those guys, probably more so Carson, if I'm being honest, to get himself in some trouble. But uh, he he has the ability. I don't know if I'm in the mentor role, so to speak, just because I feel like I have so much more I want to prove. Uh, but I, it is odd to be sitting here at 32 is like the older statesman of our team <laughs> veteran um but I, I feel confident just with spire being my home and they've allowed me to grow inside and outside the car and i think it's a good place for you know a, a kind of a good appetizer for zane with having that track house agreement going there next year um low expectations for him they can get started working that relationship with between him and steve door and his crew chief and then make the move over there and then you know carson it's it's uh it's hard man that the cup series is hard and i think he got he, he had some really good runs in that 42 car uh towards the back end of the run when they started really figuring out uh, some setups in the 43 also really turned up the wick so i think he was on uh the good upswing in terms of when they hit it um and it's also different it's also different when you know it's your car your team guys are looking at you for bonuses and uh, and responsibilities for partners. It's, it's another thing, just getting in something and smashing the gas and going versus, uh, you know, be, it being yours. Um, so that, that's where I, he has the ability. I think we have the right people, Doug Zucar in particular, that can lead, uh, Carson and kind of tell him what to do. Cause, cause Doug Ducar was the one that had Kyle Bush at 19 years old. Right. And nobody was stirring more than that guy. <laughs> so if anybody can do it, Doug can. Corey, you mentioned like you yourself, it's, it's, you're, you're in an interesting position because you yourself have so much to prove. Dale said on the download this week, he thinks Spire as an organization improves their finishing status by about five to seven positions. So like, obviously you got eyes on the Harley J Earl, uh, winning a race, making the playoffs, but what is a good season for you and Spire look like this season? Um, I mean, five to seven spots is a large jump. Um, you know, you're, if you even wanted to count it up real quick, right. You got all, just all the, the factory teams, the, the, there's a key partner teams with Ford, Chevy and Toyota. You got, uh, there's eight with four Hendrix, two track house, two RCR key partner teams with Chevy. There's six, I guess now eight Toyota factory teams and legacy 2311 and obviously Gibbs. Uh, so there you're already 16. Uh, then you got your Fords with three Penske, four Stuart Haas, two Roush Fenways. So you're looking at 24 teams that have a direct input to the spout of, of flow of resource and technology from the OEMs where we're not in that key partner role. So for us to, to compete with those guys week in and week out, we have to be a bit more efficient and be 
I, we have to be good. We have to be better, be better than those guys. Um, so to be able to jump five to seven spots sounds easy, but it is much harder when you're fighting that top 20 because you're beating probably – well, there's no bad cars anymore. There's legitimately 36 guys uh, who have won races at, at any level they've been at. There's teams that have funding from top to bottom. So if we can go – we set our benchmark for the year, similar to what it was last year, uh, with – we set our race up in five race chunks where – uh, seven five race chunks after the 500 and our our benchmarks for bonuses that we can the team can get more uh bonus money each five races is is average finish top 20 uh or better a certain number of points per five rounds 98 percent or more of laps run in that five race segment uh and if we hit those barometers then we know we're going to be right around that 18th to 21st in points um and that puts you really in contention um, to think that we can be, I'd like to think our, our ceiling would be a fringe point playoff contender, 16th, 18th. I think that's if we really come out of the box with some good pace, but obviously there's all the speedways and, and the opportunities with some tracks to, to flip some strategy, get some track position and hang on for maybe a win too. But, um, I think we're ready. I think we're ready to take that next step. Uh, and I would love to to change the, the average finish it's been it's been four spots every year in like the first year of my rookie year at bk it was i don't know felt like 70th and then i went from with tristar it was a couple spots better and last year it was uh i believe it was 19.8 or 20 point something so if we can keep making that better we've gotten about three spots better every year if we can keep doing that um i feel like that we'd be executing as good as we can well, it sounds like y'all have a plan, and uh, I don't know about y'all, but uh, I'm excited for the Daytona 500 now to possibly see the number seven in victory lane. At least that gives you a car to look at, right? Um, and, and we appreciate Corey for his time today talking a little bit about that. And if Dale is right and he does win, then he is going to go to the playoffs. That's and, right. uh, you know, that gets us back into kind of these predictions that we were talking about. And, and I guess we'll go ahead and start again back with the championship four and, and what Dale said. He had – what was the list again? Larson, Logano, Hamlin, Blaney? Yes, that's a good memory. Wow. I wouldn't have been able to me- memorize oh, that. Nice. Yes, it's uh, <laughs> Logano, Larson, uh, Hamlin, Blaney. Blaney's the champion. I think Logano, you got to pick him for the championship four. At least it's an even year, right? Uh, he seems to have made the champ four every even season. Uh, but one thing that I thought was crazy, and I want people to chime in. First, I want to hear your championship four predictions, yeah, yep. right? Yeah, be sure Did to share Dale them. Because we'll, right. Dale, I mean, Dale might see these. We'll, we'll be sure to share them. Um, let us know what you guys think as well. I mean, did, did Dale get it right? It's so hard to say. I mean, he picked Blaney. We Everybody's thought he was smart crazy right now. So Everybody's long. smart this time of season. Yeah. Well, and and we've only had the clash, right? And a yeah. lot of drivers who are expected to make the the at least the playoffs in general didn't even make the race. So yeah. and and what was Bell. it? Bell yeah, was the race. exactly. So I don't know. I can't. I I don't even know who my championship four pick would would be. To be completely honest, you guys have thoughts. I have one fully written out. You go actually. first, then. Uh, when he said he was going to do this, he's like, I filled out my whole 16, 12, 8, 4. I've got everything. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to try this, too. Uh, my champ four is Kyle Larson, William Byron, Joey Logano, Tyler Reddick. William Byron wins championship. 
Dale did not have Byron going far, which was interesting. The 24 and 24. The 24 in 24. Carla, I know. that's it right there. Yes. He's going to have the hashtag. <laughs> like, he's going to have it all year. It's Byron's season, in my opinion. I, I It looks like... Hammer, I can't even read Hammer it. Hammer Dog Gaming. <laughs> yep. He had Logano, Hamlin, Larson, and Elliot. That's another one. I mean, he's a sleeper these days. I feel like he could definitely have a shot at this. This might be his year to come back. So Chase Elliott, obviously that means he makes the playoffs, right? Who doesn't make the playoffs? Dale Jr. had a crazy prediction that Chris Buescher is the guy to not make the this playoffs. This was maybe the biggest talker, I felt I like. I disagreed yeah. with him. Maybe I should have been more vocal about it on the show, but I I see Busher having another great year. That's me. Well, I, I agree to some extent. I don't think that – I think Dale mentioned he overachieved. I don't know that he overachieved. No, I, I think so. it shows what the team can do. Right. I do definitely think that this is Brad's year to really capitalize on the success of the team in general. I'd be curious to see how – brad does because he's been so close um and he's kind of been the bridesmaid over the bride for um when it comes to busher this year or last year so i'd be curious to see what he does i always like the the numbers in this like the history of this i mean busher won what three of five races in that kind of summer stretch there's always a driver that gets hot in the summer um to say that he wouldn't win again might be shocking, but if you go back Why? to 2022, Chase Elliott won three in a five race span in the summer, and then obviously yeah. went. I know it's like completely different, different circumstances, circumstances, but the history of the numbers, like it's not so egregious that it like won't happen again. But I, I, I think Chris Buescher is going to win. I mean, he just had too good of a performance last year to not build on that, and I think that's what we've seen with RFK Racing is that they're building each year that they've had Brad there and that they're making these strides and, and hopefully Kozlowski can get in the victory lane too. I think that's a good point. I don't think you have to pick one or the other between Brad and Chris Buescher. I think RFK as an, as an organization can, can and, rise. And I, I saw NASCAR Cody. He thinks that Byron or Hamlin winning the championship is, is what's going to happen. I don't know. I think Hamlin just finally needs to make, make it happen. I, I fully support you, NASCAR Cody, on the Hamlin or really Byron. Trevor's got an interesting one. He says Larson, Hamlin, Reddick, Busher. Busher's oh. championship four. Let's talk a little bit more about the Reddick one, right? I, I can actually see this yeah. because he did do well in the playoffs. And, and, I mean, how big would that be for 23-11 if Reddick makes the championship four? They've been close. Yeah, and again, I like the schedule. I think it plays in his favor. If he can get to the round of eight, Homestead is a track that Tyler Reddick, Kyle Larson seem to be the guys to – beat when it comes to there so I don't know I'm trying to like play the game of like what does the schedule look like who do I think is going to be good around this time so that's why I think Tyler Reddick in the championship four I think Logano has experience. a shot too I just I, maybe I'm just because it's Netflix we watched him right be just really angry having to sit there and watch that but like if you're a competitor if you watched if you've watched Super Bowl teams lose, like you that that moment where they watch everybody else go on to win, like I feel like Logano, especially with the Ford having those changes this year, obviously Team Penske has something figured out the last two years in, in the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised to see him back there either. Plus, he was out uh, the first round this year, which I think is interesting. So it's like he he has a little bit of I got to get some of this back. I'm sure he's even hungrier after getting eliminated in the round of 16. Yeah, and and we have Justin Rob Doyle who actually has Chastain in the championship for. If he could keep himself out of trouble, I mean, 
never really know. Yeah. Let's go ahead and check in on the poll as well of where the class should go. We're just like kind of making a full circle here back to how we started. Uh, DJD reloaded today and uh, the clash, a lot of people, I mean, this is even bigger than Kyle Bush's poll, but 71% think that it needs to be back in Daytona. 1% LA and LA. Wow. Yeah. It's a very big swing. That is international. We got 7%. I mean, I don't know. They're not in favor. I'll just say that. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So if those for those seventy one percent who say we should go back to Daytona, if it happens, we need to see you there. Like that's right. The whole that's time. What Kenny Wallace was saying, yeah, you got to yep. show up. You can't say this and then just yeah not be there. I agree. I wouldn't have any problem with it. I just I don't foresee that as the future. Right. At least the immediate future of the clash. I think NASCAR is going to continue trying these different markets. It seems like they've got a lot of conversations going, right? And so they don't want to put those, uh, have a dead end there at least uh, and kind of feel those out to see what kind of engagement they can get with fans, whether it is international or somewhere else. Um, so it will be interesting to see. But, uh, yeah, I these predictions are always so fun to talk about right before the season starts. It gets you excited mm-hmm. for the Daytona 500, excited for the season. One thing that we haven't talked talked a ton about Netflix you know we did mention Christopher Bell well Dale also talked about Christopher (laughs) Bell uh you want to talk talk a little bit more about this Andrew well this was a question I had for him on the download is like Christopher Bell why is he so underappreciated as a race car driver it's like Netflix counted him out until he started doing well and they're then they started following him so that, you know, trickled into a conversation of, well, maybe we need Christopher Bell to get a nickname. Nickname gets you the attention you need, right? Hey, right. Drew, I have a feeling you have like a list already. I have up. Oh, He's been his up last all name, night. His last name about is this. Bell, okay? <laughs> this is. So Dale came up with the name Christopher Badass. That would I be like his that. nickname for Christopher Bell. I think it should be Christopher Ringza Bell. Okay, That's what I, I like think. it. I could see it. But should we ask the chat? Should I we think ask people on social we should media add, what they yeah, think? Yeah, and they should use the hashtag. Uh, what's the hashtag? What is it? Again? Don't hold me Don't to hold it. Don't hold me to it. Yeah, I'm going to hold you it. to this one, though. Oh. Just so you know. Yeah. Andrew's going to, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't, don't listen to the be hashtag. Be careful as you tweet this, guys. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I would give him. He's a grass guy, right, from that, the Netflix show? Did yes, see he that? does He's love a grass, grass guy. Maybe, like, is there something with that that we could think he about? He came from dirt racing. I'm, I mean, dirt. I don't know. I'm not creative Can we call him that, the so ringer? Y'all need to help us like out. Like the ringer? I don't, I don't know. Like sure. Like, ringer with the bell. That's actually, that is good. I will say, though. That is good. Like, decept, like deception, the fact that, like, he doesn't look like he's going to be as good as he actually is. I right. could be very sold on this nickname. Okay. That's pretty good. Right, well, think, we need people to react. Yeah. To yeah. Please send us your ideas. I'm, I'm. I bet you when he was in school as a young kid, his nickname was Christopher, please wait for the bell. Or saved by the bell. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't think that's what it is, but, you know, <laughs> we can ask him if you'd like. Uh, I do wonder, though, like, when you say that he, he I wouldn't say the underdog, but, like, he's been consistent, right? But, like, I'm, I'm, and I don't know why I'm doing it, but when I made my playoff predictions, I counted him out again. It's like I learned my lesson two years ago. And I should have known better this past year. So it's like, why? And this was a question I had for me. Why do 
why is he underrated like that? I don't I think is he just quiet. I don't think talented as a driver. I don't think he's underrated because if you look at his stats, he's right. right there. And except for some like pit crew that issues, and word. and and I think if you know him as a person, like you would understand. But I yeah. I do think. Um, Dale mentioned something along the lines of him being like a Jimmy Johnson where he kind of stays under the radar. He's clean. You know, he's polite. He's respectful. He's not one that's going to stir the pot like a Carson um, or a Noah, which we haven't talked about either. Yeah, I do. But he's there like when he he delivers when he needs to. Um, So I don't know. I still have him in my championship four. I personally think that's he has a shot this year again. Well, he feels this underratedness, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can tell that on the Netflix show. I've talked to him about this uh, in, in Nashville this past year. And when you ask him, do you feel underrated? I feel like his whole demeanor just like kind of changes. Didn't he right? say, because I he, feel I like think, I'm a favorite in my head on the Netflix show? Yeah, I mean, I think he has all the confidence in the world. Right. But I think he does feel that everybody else sees him in a different way. But that can also play, I mean, again, if you're a competitor – that can play into your favor for how you use that energy yep. and how, I mean, so yeah, I really don't think we should count him out this season. Yeah. I want to hear, I want to hear some good nicknames. All right. And maybe I won't hold like you. Like the best of you. What do we uh, got? Hell's Bells. The Ringer's a good one. Yep. Hell's bell Bells. Ringer. Okay. Hell's uh, Bells, a few for those. Ring my bell. Man, Andrew, you must, this must be, must be your friend. Um, bell Ringer. All right, keep them coming. We'll, we'll, Chris we'll stay Bell. close. I like it, Leo. Just shorten the name. That's what Dale did with Chris <laughs> Christopher Busher. Busher. He made it longer, yeah. so we're just going to make it shorter. You think Christopher Bell <laughs> would be a completely different person if his first name was just Chris? Would you look at him differently? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Would he be more appreciated if there were just less syllables? Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> be sure they keep him coming because oh, we man. will stay close and we'll be sure they uh, continue talking about this one. Casey, yeah. you're good at keeping people back, getting things back on the rails. Uh, well, I've, I've, had to, I've had some experience. I know. Whether they're sober or drunk, you never really know these days. Um, <laughs> that's, that's saying about me. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been so much fun, right, guys? I mean, we want to continue doing this every Thursday. DJD Reloaded, connecting with fans, getting your reaction to the reaction, whether, again, whether it's with Dale, uh, whether it's with NASCAR news, whether it's maybe something that Door Bumper Clear said or Actions Detrimental. We're going to, yeah, really kind of keep you up to date, but you have to provide the feedback for us, right? That This is the biggest part of this show is that fans have to interact with us so that we can get – your comments out there and get them back to Dale for next week. Um, and so this, yeah, been a ton of fun and, and listen, we got a lot of shows next yeah. week as well. Right, Andrew? We do. I mean, it's, we are back in full swing here at Dirty Mo Media. Actions detrimental, the teardown, door bumper clear. That's all before Tuesday rolls around, right? Then you got Tuesday, the Dale Jr. Download, Dirty Air. Wednesday is our guest show. Thursday, we're going to be back here live hearing you from, from the fans. Uh, and I think we've got some information to relay back to Dale. Does The Rock make a return for the potential pre-race, uh, pre-season race. Uh, we got some nicknames now to yeah. give him. We were looking for some more besides just Chris or Badass. So I think this show served its purpose. Can't forget Dirty Modo. And Dirty Modo. I mean, Mo that would be yeah. very helpful leading into each race weekend. Uh, hey, and-, and a big week for Dirty Modo going into the Super Bowl. There's so yes. many different props. And then we roll right into our Super Bowl, the Daytona 500. I Holy mean- cow. I'm so excited right now. The next, the next couple weeks. weekends are just and amazing. Can't forget, guys, obviously with uh, 
our new YouTube channels. Be sure to subscribe to Action Detrimental, Dorbubber Clear on YouTube, Dirty Mo on YouTube, uh, Speed Street as well. Yeah, don't I forget mean, about those guys. Tons of really We've cool stuff. We've got a lot stuff. of shows. Uh, so we keep forgetting them. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and of course, we're going to be right back here next Thursday, right before the Daytona 500. Uh, we just want to thank the fans again for joining us. And uh, guys, we look so forward to seeing you right back here next week. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.